Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm so glad you joined me tonight. Whatever part of the world that you're listening to, from, to us from, I'm just excited that you joined tonight. And I want to let you know that tonight is a is a special is a special show. It's um, talking about learning how to lead people to the Lord and the Great Commission and. It's talking about uh, I have in in the Great Commission is if you turn with your Bibles with me to Matthew twenty eight sixteen through twenty and I'm gonna read from the New King James version and it says I'm sorry Matthew twenty eight sixteen through twenty. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It talks in the Gospel, Jesus, in all four Gospels, Jesus is telling us to go into the world and to preach the Gospel to everyone, to tell... To, to tell everyone how much Jesus loves them, that he loves them so much that he sent his only son. Because it says in John 3.16, if you want to turn in your Bibles there with me as well, in John 3.16 it speaks about how much it is. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And also in John 3.17 it continues by saying, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So with with that, God God wants us to let the world know how much he loves them that he came that if they were the only one in the world Jesus Sola came and suffered such horrific torture and died just for them and in that Jesus is asking us in all of this God the all creator is asking us to let others know you have a realm of influence that I don't have you know, people you work with, your family, your friends, people you come in contact with at the grocery store, the drive through the pharmacy, people that I will never, ever, ever meet. You have that realm of influence, and God is 
commanding. He says, go ye into all the world. He doesn't, he doesn't suggest it. It's a commission. It's a great commission, not a great suggestion. He's asking. He's not asking. He's, he's telling us to go into all the world. You may you may say I'm not in the fivefold ministry. I'm not I'm I'm not in that. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a pastor. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not a apostle. I'm I'm none of the fivefold ministry. But you're a minister. You are a minister of reconciliation. If you are a born again believer, and you are a, a minister of reconciliation, it's your duty to tell those that you come in contact with. Because as I was saying, you have a realm of influence that I will never have. You may live in a country. You live in a country I never will live in or maybe cross paths with at least not yet. So all those people God's assigned to your life to tell them how much God loves them and to lead them in a prayer of salvation to let them know and to lead them, to lead them in that in that place and to let them be to let them be given the opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior because as I said you have that realm of influence and God forbid that that when you get when you stand before Jesus and he asks you what what did you you know, where, what did you do with the people I entrusted you with? The people that I I gave you a chance to to witness to. What did you do with them? And say, well, I I did I, I did wasn't in fivefold ministry. I didn't know what to do. I was afraid. I I didn't know how to win them to the Lord. Well, I'm glad you said that because I have just the perfect teaching for you. It is a teacher teaching done by it's a teaching done by by uh wonderfully anointed people on fire pastors from from my church and they did a teaching on on how to win the lost and th- there's a thing called the gospel soul winning script and it is it is on, you can go to Revival.com and you can look it up and you can actually download it for free. So you can download it for free right there. And you can, there's a gospel winning survey. There's all kinds of, all kinds of, all kinds of wonderful, wonderful things that you can download. You can download an audio script you can download a survey, and you may be thinking, what are all these things? Well, you're going to learn about them. Uh, stay tuned to learn about it. It's all about. And I've, I've, I've pieced together some MP3s that uh, some of them overlap maybe by a couple of words but it's well worth listening to. I tr- I'm not that great at editing yet. Notice I said yet. So I'm getting there at that point. But as I said, some of these, some of these on this DVD, it's a DVD, and it's called Winning the Lost at Any Cost. 
and the teachers are pastors Eric and Jennifer Gonyon. That's G-O-N-Y-O-N. And I have been given permission by Pastor Eric to play this uh, play this on this radio show. And after this, I'm going to be playing a follow-up, which is done by uh, the senior pastors of the church I go to, Pastor Ronin and Donica Howard-Brown. And it's a follow-up DVD. Or it's actually an audio, because radio, you don't get the play that anyway, but um, it's going to be a powerful night, it's very anointed, and it is, uh, it's a teaching, as I was saying, so, you know, there's a lot of people counting on you, a lot of people counting on me to to help them, to, to, to let them know God is counting on you, God is counting on me. Tell them how will they know if nobody tells them? How will they know if nobody goes? They they won't. I mean, yes, the heavens declare His glory and and let people know that He's and make people look up at the wonders of the stars and the moon and the sunsets and all of that and 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 wonder well well. Uh, what is all this about? There must have been somebody that created it. Um, but God is counting on you to tell them about Him. It says, uh, you know, in Isaiah, in Isaiah, Isaiah six, I believe it's chapter six. I'm going to turn there in the Bible to double check, but I believe it's Isaiah six, Isaiah, Isaiah, however you want to say it. <laughs> But it is Isaiah. You're going to turn to Isaiah 6 with me. Um, Starting in verse 1, New King James Version. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew, and one cried to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it and said behold this has touched your lips your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged also I heard the voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send and who will go for us then I said here am I send me And he said, go and tell this people. And it continues on. 
But I want you to notice something right there in verse 7. I'm sorry, verse, it says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? It says that's us. That would be the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's the Trinity right there mentioned in this in this scripture. It says, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Will you go? Now, um, stay tuned for the teaching. As I said, a couple of the words overlap, which is, is not it's just a couple of words, but it's it's a wonderful teaching. And I'm going to start off, it's called, um, I'm going to start with a song, and then it's going to go right into the teaching. And I pray that the Lord break your heart for the lost, that he give you a holy boldness to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that you go out into your realm of influence and touch a lost and dying world that is crying out for God to come and rescue, crying out, is it real? Is, is Jesus real? Crying out, crying out, who, who, whom shall I send? Will you go? I pray, I pray that you go.
my name is Eric Gagnon, and this is my wife, Jennifer Gagnon. We're bringing this video to you, Winning the Loss at Any Cost. We believe as we link hands together across denominational barriers to lift up the name of Christ, that we can go outside the four walls of the church and bring the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Jennifer? Yes, in fact, it's time that we make the Great Commission our great ambition. So as you sit back and relax and, and pull and draw on the anointing, we believe that an impartation will take place, that the fire of God will come upon you, and that you too will have a great passion to reach the lost and a boldness about you to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, let's join the video right now. Winning the loss at, at any, any cost. cost. I'll tell you, we're so excited. We, we've already sent two teams out. We sent a team. We go Each month we go into about 60 different retirement homes. And uh, to, because, you know, this is the sunshine state, but it's the, it's the sunset state for a lot of people because when they're in the retirement homes in their 80s, 90s, late 70s, you know, we, Pastor Rodney just really had it in his heart to find a way to minister to these uh, senior citizens that, have, that people have forgotten about, that people have just dropped off, and the kids have, I mean, it's just terrible. You, you wouldn't even believe half the stuff that happens in those places. But we're in there preaching the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, we, just a few weeks ago, we had a lady that we led to the Lord around uh, lunchtime and at three in the afternoon she went home to be with Jesus because just three hours right at the end she had the opportunity uh, to accept Jesus and hallelujah we, we started an evangelistic campaign in April believing God for a hundred thousand souls in in uh, really just in Tampa St. Pete Clearwater area and I am so happy that heaven is rejoicing that we are over 65,000 decisions for Christ since April. Right here in Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, hallelujah, we have had, now listen to this, we have had over 3,000 first-time visitors in six months. The church is exploding, not with members from other churches. We don't want anybody from any other churches. We want the lost to come in, amen. So uh, the church is just growing, and, you know, we're just out doing what the Bible says, go ye in all the world and preach the gospel. And uh, we only hear numbers like this in foreign crusades usually, but what about America? What about our own city? There, listen, I believe that every church in town that will go after the harvest, the Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. The Bible says, go ye in all the world and preach the gospel. Even if it's not our job to save anybody, we can't save a soul. Jesus does, but we can introduce them to the Savior. Whether they accept or not is their decision. But a lot of people do accept because, unfortunately, 98% of the church doesn't go outside the four walls of the church. It's like a little club. It's like a little club. And, you know, in the, in the Bible, when you read Acts, when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, and you look at the early church... They prayed in the church and preached out of the church. Now we preach in the church and pray outside the church. And we need to pray. We need to preach. But all the preaching isn't supposed to be in the four walls of the church. The, the men and women of God that God's called in the fivefold ministry are supposed to uh, teach the saints how to go out and do the work of the Lord. So, and that's what we're doing. Pastor Rodney really wanted us to 
get other churches involved because, you know, it's not about our church. It's about the kingdom of God. You know, it's time to put our differences aside. You know, we all, some of us in here have doctrinal differences. So what? You know, hell, hell doesn't care. You know, who cares if someone gets baptized or sprinkled? I, I'm not saying those are not issues to talk about, but while the lost are going to hell, they don't care if the church is arguing about who gets, who gets dunked or who gets sprinkled or whether someone speaks in tongues or doesn't. You know, I know these are issues in the church, but the world don't care. They just need Jesus. And it's time for the church to put down their differences and join together with what they do agree with and that that's the blood of Jesus saves and sets free. Come on now, hallelujah. You know, so we got differences. So what? We just need to, we need to introduce people to Jesus and get people saved. And I'm tired of fighting everybody and their brother in the church when the world is going to hell. Hallelujah. We just need, the Bible says the love of God leads people to repentance. We're not going out preaching, you're a, you, you know, you, you know, we go into the inner cities, we go into the penthouse, to the crack house, to every house, you know, we, we knock on every door, we share the good news, we're not out to tell them, hey, pull a, pull a hair out of our head and get our Holy Ghost Bic lighter and say, you smell that, you're going to burn, baby, burn. You know, Jesus never did that. We know, they already know they're a sinner, they already know they're doing things wrong. You go up to a prostitute, say, you're going to hell. She'll say, you go to hell. I mean, come on, if we're going to be real. What she needs to know is in the midst of the situation she's in, that Jesus loves her and he can take her right then. That's the key. The Holy Spirit will start to work on her and clean her up. But let's catch a fish before we clean them now. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, you'd be that person on the corner. So you need to just thank them. So it's a difference. It's a difference. We need to go and preach the love of God. God loves you. He forgives you. But you don't understand what I've been through. You know what? You don't understand what he's been through. He loves you so much. He died for you in the midst of what you're in. It's the love of God. So we're going to do a training class here this morning. And then, Paul, did he get back yet? Are you, did you find your... Just before we do the training class, this is Paul Rodriguez. Come on up here. Paul is also... Bible. We have a Bible school, fully accredited Bible school here at night. Paul's going to spit something for us real quick, and then we're going, to, uh, we're going to get started. You know how many people know God put many different talents and abilities in the church, and it isn't just a dove with a cross with a light behind it in an organ, I mean, in a hymnal. You know, I mean, we got to reach people where they're at. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, but there are different ways to throw a net out. Hallelujah. Is everybody happy today? Praise God. The name of this song is called Getting Open. Because when I get open in the Word, it just opens my spirit, my mind, and it lifts me up. And so I'm just going to share this with you guys. Go ahead and play the track. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Y'all can start moving. You can get up if you want to. Yo, it's a catastrophic crisis to go through life priceless, oblivious to the fact that you're spiritually lifeless, stumbling through the darkness and hopeless desperation, trying to fill that empty void that he is a plagueman, it's lies and deception that causes heart infection, and then there's no protection, but in crisis, resurrection, arise, awaken, don't be a slave to Satan, give your life to God and watch the gates of hell be shaken, souls awaiting, there's no time for hesitation or contemplation, we have to reap entire nations, born for such a time as this, divine appointment, tap into the glory, receive holy anointment, like a spirit filled Navy shell, keeping it real. 
real. Spit the word of God while the unction spill. Cause I'm a new creature. Got no time for the flesh. I'm praying every day for the ghost to manifest. I rock a breastplate of righteousness. Cross my chest. No need to beg for bread. I'm too blessed. I'm too blessed. Yes, yes, I'm too blessed. I come through. Rock the joint like this. Lyrically gifted. Uplifted. Make new swift head. Don't smoke sex or twist the split head. Got the new wine. Holy bubbly divine. Only one way to drink. Straight through the wine. I represent Jesus. Yo, I say it again. I represent Jesus, but it ain't for pretend. I gotta bear witness. Every day I live this. Why? Cause I got mad forgiveness. I love him because he first loved me. Took the blame for me. While they near them to a tree, you better listen to the words that I speak. I'm in your face like blow, yet I'm humbling me. You like it raw life or death is the sermon I preach. You can't feel me cause you ain't the one I'm trying to reach. Ain't straight at your heart. Your soul and spirit get pulled apart. Two of your swords, soft and swift. So I can never get missed. I spit the gospel for Jesus Christ. I'll even spit it in Spanish for a fat plate of beans and rice. You see me standing, my stance is demanding. I'm seeking attention from a whole nother dimension. I feel it rising. My hunger is despising. Just stale religion. I don't need religion. I can't take tradition. I just hate religion. Wanna kill religion. Wanna kill tradition. Won't let you take me back to that outward circumcision. It's getting serious. Feeling halfway delirious. I can't stop now. Almost to the top now. Your religious tradition is blinding me. You're construing things. Y'all about to make my moves swing. Now I'm here now and God now with Christ now and my lifestyle is Christ style for life now. I'm ever changing, yet I'm unshakable. He's never changing. Fire unquenchable. I'm not moving. I'm standing here firm and I'm not moving because I'm standing on the word. Not by might and not by power, but by his spirit. Holy Ghost shower. So Holy Ghost shower come and rain on me. Just like Pentecost, but the same on me. You're so powerful. Lord, let your fire fall. I press towards the mark of the higher call and I don't stop. And I won't stop, I just can't stop Cause Lord, you're making it hot You're making it hot I can't stop, Lord, cause you're making it hot Ain't straight at your heart Getting pulled apart Two of your swords, soft and swift Always on point So I just never get mad Straight out my cardiac, quick to react. I'll be the first to attack your carnality. Burn your flesh, make you face reality. Where you gonna be eternally? Heaven or hell? Thoughts like these got your brain like swell. You see the carnal mind, be seeking answers it can't find. Spiritually blind, and rolling the mud like swine. But yo, it's time for encounters divine. For the world to be saved, and yo, the job is mine. Cause I'm a branch off the vine, and I must bear fruit. That means speaking the truth to the old and the youth. It's mad hot like 80 proof. This new wine got me juice. And I'm about to break loose like profuse. That word of God, that word of God won't never leave you scarred. Softer than the two of your swords, off the swift. Hallelujah. Y'all give it up for the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You can be seated. Hallelujah. That's awesome. You know, I remember just a few months ago, we were out in West Palm Beach helping a church win the lost. Paul was out on the street corner, and there was a, con- there was a sign that said, Rap Contest, in a bar. Oh, yeah, in a bar. Oh, yeah, you think we entered it? You better believe we entered it. Oh, yeah, we entered that baby right there. We brought, we brought the kingdom of heaven right in the kingdom of hell, and Paul got up and rapped and gave an altar call in a bar. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Come on. So uh, whatever it takes to reach the lost. Hallelujah. 
Well, what we're going to do is we, 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 we had church, but we're going to go out and have church. So we're going to get this training class on and get out as quick as we can. We've come here to labor, to, to hold up y'all's hands and enter the labor with you, enter the rest, but labor, as in laborers going out and doing it. Uh, you preach a lot of fun messages in the church where everybody wants to jump up and run around, but you talk about going out and doing something, everybody wants to sit and be still, but the Bible says go. So we're going. It's a privilege to co-labor with you. Um, my goodness, isn't it great? Isn't it wonderful what the Lord is doing in Tampa Bay? Amen? And I tell you what, this is what revival is all about. The body of Christ coming together. Come on. Come on, because when we're on fire for Jesus, I said when we're on fire for Jesus, we can't help but to tell others about it. So it looks like we all are revived. Huh? Well, my goodness, it's such a great privilege to, to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature because, you know what, that's what the Lord has called every believer to do. That is what the Lord has called every single believer to do. Did I say every Baptist? Did I say every Lutheran? Did I say every Pentecostal? Did I say every Pentecostal? I, I, I said every believer. If you're a believer, you are called to shake your neighborhood, to shake this world for Jesus. Because you know what? Y'all are here on this Saturday because you realize that there's a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. It's a real deal. It's not a fairy tale. And every single person, from the penthouse to the crack house, they're going to spend eternity in one place. And we got the goods. You got the goods. Because when you got Jesus, you got what they need. That's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. That's right. You, you know, when we were in New York City, my goodness, what it, um, that was back in the summer of 1999, and we saw over 48,459 people come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And we had all different age groups, all different denominations come together for the sole purpose of reaping a harvest of souls. And it was there in New York City where Romans 1.16 became such a reality to us. Everyone say Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16 became a reality to us because... We were out there on the streets and telling people about Jesus, and we really just didn't know exactly what to say, Bishop. We didn't know exactly what to say. And I tell you what, Romans 1.16 became such a reality to us. And Romans 1.16 reads, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And let me tell you what now, if people can tell that you're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, you must be doing something. And I'm not talking about some I love Jesus bumper sticker. I'm not talking about some little pin that says Jesus. For them to know that you're not ashamed of him, you must be doing something. So for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. 
The gospel is the power of God. Unto salvation to everyone. Everyone say everyone. everyone. To everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so we were on the streets, and I'm talking about from Wall Street to the ghetto. So we were preaching to people in their $3,000 pinstripe Gucci suits. And then we were also preaching to the people that hardly had any clothes on. And as we were preaching the gospel, everyone say the gospel. Now, did I say my opinion? Did I say condemnation? Did I say rules and regulations? No, but when we're preaching the gospel, things happen. Things change. Because as we open our mouth and we preach the gospel, it's kind of like this. Like if we went out there on a really cold day and we exhaled, we could see our breath. So when we preach the gospel, if we could like see into the spirit realm, probably what we'd see is this Holy Ghost cloud come on this person. And begin to penetrate and work on their heart. And the next thing you know, when we say, if you too would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, bow your head and say this prayer after me with your heart and your lips, dear Lord Jesus. Next thing you know, that person's bowing their head and saying, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. We're talking about the power of the gospel. The power of the gospel. The power of the gospel. Because if we go up, up to someone and say, you know what, honey, you're going to split hell right open. That, they're not going to say, oh, could you tell me a little bit more about that? <laughs> but when we go ye and we preach the gospel, number one, we're, fu we're fulfilling the Great Commission. Go ye into all the world and preach the... Hmm... And the gospel is the power of God. In fact, I remember in New York City, we were doing this really big food outreach. And whenever we do food outreaches, we want to make sure that we're also giving those people the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's wonderful for them to see the love of God in action, but we also want to give them the opportunity to give their hearts to Christ. Because you know what? They may leave that food outreach with a full belly. But my goodness, what if they don't live to tomorrow? So we want to make sure that they are saved, or at least they were given the opportunity to come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and call upon his name. So we were at a food outreach, and there were these two young men, two young men, and they were kissing, okay? And you know what? Most Christians, if they see two guys on the streets kissing, they'll go, Oh, Jesus, save them. Oh, Jesus, save them. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. At their Pentecostal, they'll go like this. Oh, Jesus, save them. But you know what? You know what? The Bible tells us to go, and the Bible tells us to preach the gospel to who? To every creature. So I went up to those two young men. I said, hey, fellas, why don't you come on over here with me to this food outreach? We're giving everyone some lunch and a bag of groceries. Come on over here with me. And they went over there with me. And so we're standing in line for them to get their food. And I'm just talking to them. 
And um, as I'm talking to him, there's a wall behind us. And as I'm talking to him, one of them went like this. And I'm like, hey, are you okay? He said, yeah, it's just that I haven't slept for the last three nights or five nights. I said, you haven't slept for the last five nights. Why not? He said, because I'm afraid if I go to sleep, I'll die like three of my friends did the week before. I said, well, hey, fellas, you know, if you were to die today, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you'd go to heaven? He says, man, I know I'd go to hell. And I said, why is that? He said, because I'm a crackhead. And he started jerking his head back and forth, back and forth. He had this really long hair. I said, well, hey, fellas, let me quickly share with you what the Holy Bible reads. Hmm? The Bible reads, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What am I doing right now? I'm preaching the gospel. And what is the gospel? The power of God. I'm not preaching condemnation. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict people. I don't want to try to do his job. It's very clear what he told me to do. And he tells me to preach the gospel, and he does the rest. And I just want to keep it like that. Can you say amen? <laughs> okay, I don't want to try to do his job, okay? And um, I said, um, and the Bible also reads, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I said, you two gentlemen are a whosoever, aren't you? I guess we are. Well, hey, I'm going to say a quick prayer for you fellows. Lord, I thank you for these precious men. I speak blessings and long life over them and their families. Jesus, make yourself so real to them. Set them free. And if they've never personally called upon the name of the Lord, I pray they make that decision today because I most certainly want to see the two of them in heaven. I said, if you two gentlemen would like to receive the gift that God has for you today, say this with me with your heart and your lips out loud. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, and the two of them right there in the streets of New York City, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Right there. Really, another, I've got to give you another quick testimony. I also had the privilege of helping with all the product tables, the book tables at Madison Square Garden. Because what we did was we rented the garden, Madison Square Garden, for six weeks straight. Can you say glory to God? Thank you, Jesus. And um, these two gentlemen that worked at Madison Square Garden came up to me, um, Mahadrio and Gregory. And Mahadrio said, he he was an Indian gentleman, I believe. Um, He said, well, what is all this Good News New York stuff? I said, well, we're here to let New York know that God loves them and that Jesus is the solution. He said, well, let me tell you what I think. I think that when you die, you come back as a tree, you come back as a piece of grass or a cockroach. It depends on the way you live your life. And he went on and on and on and on. And I kind of stood there like this. And he went on and on and on. I said, oh, well, let me just quickly share with you what the Holy Bible reads. I didn't say, you know what, you're dead wrong and you're going to go to hell. (laughs) I did not do that because I wanted to preach the gospel. Can you say amen? Because it's not my arguments that are going to convert somebody. It's not my argument. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not her argument. And I thank God for that, okay? So, he, so when he was, I said, well, let me quickly.
simply share with you what the Holy Bible reads. I said, Mahadrion Gregory, the Bible reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What am I doing right now? And what is the gospel? The power of God. So as I'm preaching the gospel, what's the Holy Ghost doing? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. It's harvest time. Jesus wants to see these people saved even more than what we do. And you know what? He's the way maker. He's not trying to make a way to keep them out of heaven. Come on now. Come on. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, Mahadro and Gregory, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I said, you two gentlemen are a whosoever. I'm going to say a prayer for you. I said, Lord, I thank you for these precious men. Jesus, do a quick work in their heart. Make yourself so real to them. And Lord, if Mahadra and Gregory have never called upon the name of the Lord, if they've never surrendered their lives to you, I pray they'll make that decision today because I most certainly want to see them in heaven. Mahadra and Gregory, if the two of you would like to receive the gift that God has for you and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, say this with me with your heart and your lips out loud. Say this. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, and it was, it was like dead silence for like five seconds, but that five seconds felt like five minutes. But then the two of them together, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe you're risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. Give me a passion for the loss, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. And I tell you what, when they looked up at me, it looked like the Lord, it looked like their whole entire countenance was changed. The next day, everyone say the next day. The next day, he came up to the product table where I was. He said, you need to pray for my daughter. Then the following day, he brought two other employees with them and said, listen, you know the same prayer that you prayed with me? You need to pray that same prayer with these two guys right here. My husband was in the meetings. I had to work outside at all these different tables. My husband was in the meeting. He said Mahadria was in the meeting like this, worshiping the Lord. I'm telling you what, when someone says, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me of my sins, he hears him, he hears them, and he does so. Think back to the day that you got saved. I got saved, hey, 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 come on now. I got saved knocking on doors selling vacuum cleaners. That's the way I got saved. I was knocking on doors. I, I showed this lady this vacuum cleaner. She didn't buy it. I was like, see ya. And she said, well, hey, 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 come on now. You took an hour of my time. Let me, Let me take a couple minutes of your time. Oh, y'all you, are good. Y'all are good. 
And the next thing I know, next thing I knew, I was bowing my head saying, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I didn't understand everything that was going on, but let me ask you a question. The day you gave your heart to the Lord, did you know exactly what was going on? I like what Dr. Billy Graham says. He says, I knew something was different, but I couldn't really explain it. If a reporter would have come up to me and said, tell me a little bit about what just happened, he wouldn't have no what to say. And that's Dr. Billy Graham. Hello. And so that's the way I got saved, and I was so excited after I said that prayer, I said, hey, listen, lady, let me call across the street to the salesman across the street because he needs this, too. Instant evangelist. Amen. But anyways, when we were in New York City, the first couple of days we were out on the streets, we didn't know exactly what to say to all these people because my goodness, how many of you have been to New York? You can step out on the block in New York and you'll have like 180 different nationalities, different ethnic groups, different religions. I mean, you name it. So what in the world do you say to all these people? What do you say? Well, guess what? We got so desperate we, that we said, Lord, you got to tell us what to say. What do we say to all these people? And for those of you who that, that have been to New York, you know how busy, 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 busy it is. In fact, a news reporter heard about what was happening in New York City, and she said, no way could that be happening. No way could all those people be praying with you. So she pinned a little mic on me, and I got these fellows following me around with this camera. Okay, and I'm going up to all these people, you know, hey, you know, here's a free ticket to Madison Square Garden. By the way, has anyone ever told you that God loves you and that he has a great plan for your life? Well, if you were to die this very second, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt? And they were, they, these news reporters, was it Fox TV? From Fox TV, they could not believe that people would stop and listen to us. And the next thing you know, bow their head and ask Jesus Christ to come into their heart. So they're following me around and all these people are getting saved. So I think maybe they might have thought it was all a setup. So guess what they said? They said, well, let us start picking out the people. I'm like, okay, okay. And uh, so they're like, okay, we want to find someone who looks really rich. So here comes this lady with her special, I don't know if they were Gucci or what, Chanel glasses, whatever. And they're like, okay, go up to her, go up to her, go up to her. So I went up to her, oh, ma'am, hi, how you doing? Has anyone ever told you that God loves you and that he has a great plan for your life? Next thing you know, guess what she's doing? That's, they're totally shocked. They can't believe it. But everyone say, it is harvest time. It is harvest time. It's harvest time. There's no doubt. Harvest time in Tampa Bay. Everyone say, Lord, send a great awakening right here in Tampa Bay. Lord, remember Tampa Bay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Woo, praise the Lord. And thank God for our pastors, Pastors Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown. When they did Good News New York, they went all the way on the limb. 
I'm telling you what, if you told someone that you were going to rent Madison Square Garden for six weeks, what do you think your friends and family would say? But you know what? They did it for souls. Everyone say souls. They did it for souls. That's right. They did it for souls. And then from New York City, of all the places to go, they went to Shreveport, Louisiana. Is that funny or what? Come on now. That's funny. From New York City to Shreveport. And guess what they saw there? A harvest of souls. Over 59,000 people gave their hearts to Jesus Christ. From once again, the penthouse to the crack house. Mmm. Praise the Lord. And so, you know what? With this building that the Lord has given them, if you ask him, if you said, Pastor Rodney, tell me a little bit about this building here. Guess what he would say? Souls. Souls, souls, the Lord gave it to us because of souls. Everyone say souls, souls. When we make souls our primary concern, when we make souls our primary concern, when we make souls our primary concern, pastors and leaders, watch what the Lord will do for you. Because the same thing that was his primary concern on the day he went to Calvary is his primary concern today. say this with me. Say, Lord, burn everything out of me. That's not of you. Burn out all the tradition. Burn out all the religion. Take out the fear of man. Give me a greater passion to reach the lost. A greater hunger for the things of God. And the same holy boldness that's spoken of in the book of Acts. Do it now, Lord, for the sake of the harvest. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, let's take out our little packets. 
We have hundreds and hundreds extra of these soul winning scripts. We made them up special for you if you'd like to take them back to your church. They're generic, so you can plug in your church name. Thank you, Jesus. And also, Pastors Rodney and Adonica Howard-Brown, they have gift baskets for the pastors and leaders for you on your way out as a blessing to you. Everyone say, it's so easy. It's so easy. Also, say this with me. Say, Lord, reprioritize my priorities. What's important to you, make it important to me. In Jesus' name, amen. And my dear friends, his number one priority is to seek and to save that which was lost. To seek and to save. And you know what? That needs to be our, our, our concern. That needs to be our number one priority. And I want to encourage you, pastors and leaders, to have a soul goal for your congregation. Have a soul goal. What's your soul goal? What are your people talking about? What are your people talking about? Because you know what? When we make souls our number one concern, we'll see all these other things added unto us. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. We need to remember that he didn't go to the cross to give us a career. Amen. It's not a career. And you know what? It's so easy to get pulled on this direction, that direction. And then before you know it, we're like, wait a second. Why did I even answer the call to go into ministry? We answered that call to go into ministry because people are important to us. People are important to him. Amen. Oh, well, here we go. Okay, you ready? Okay, uh, Eric. Let's pretend Eric is my next-door neighbor. <laughs> Praise I got, the Lord. I got me a good-looking next-door neighbor, huh? <laughs> Likewise. Well, here we go. I got my church flyer. I hope you all brought some of your church flyers. Amen. Okay. So I got my church flyer. Knock, knock, knock. Hello. Oh, hey. How you doing, Eric? Good. Well, great. Hey, I just wanted to invite you to ABC Church right down the street. And uh, our service times are at 9 a.m. and also 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. Okay. And um, also our pastor, he has a special little gift for you just for showing up on Sunday morning. Okay. And uh, it's a free CD or, you know, whatever the case may be. Okay, whatever works for you all. Um, but anyways, hey, Eric, let me ask you, and we just read this. Everyone say, just read it. You know, when we look in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 17, 4, 17, we see that Jesus just read the scroll. And if he did that, my dear friends, can't we just read this to people? Let's not let pride keep us from witnessing. Just read this. Just read it. Look at your neighbor and say, just read it. Look at your other neighbor and say, tell all your people to just read it. Yeah, just read this thing. <laughs> Well, here we go. Um, Eric, has anyone ever told you that God loves you and that he has a wonderful plan for your life? My grandmother did. Oh, that's great. 
Well, I have a real quick but important question to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? I, I think I probably would. That's wonderful. Why would you say yes? Well, um, I'm a good person, and uh, my um, brother is a, is a pastor. That's great. Now, let's stop right here. If Eric... Very, very important. Let me say this. If Eric does not say, yes, I'm going to heaven because I have Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, or yes, I know I'm going because I'm a born-again Christian. If Eric says, well, I, I believe that there's a God, or I pray every day. Hello, do the Muslims pray every day? Come on, do the Hindus pray? Okay, the devil believes that there's a God. So if the person does not say, yes, I know I'd go to heaven because I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ or something like that, I'm going to go ahead and proceed with the script, with the gospel message. Okay, well, let me quickly share with you what the Holy Bible reads. It reads, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also reads, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're a whosoever, right? Yes, I am. Of course you are. I'm going to, all of us are. I'm going to say a quick prayer for you. Lord, bless Eric and his family with long and healthy lives. Jesus, make yourself real to him and do a quick work in his heart. If Eric has not received... Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, I pray that he'll do so now. So I just prayed that he would get saved. Do you think the Lord's going to answer that prayer? <clears throat> well, Eric, if you'd like to receive the gift that God has for you today, say this after me with your heart and your lips out loud. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus come, into my heart, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. 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 Wash me and cleanse me. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Set me free. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you died for me. I believe you are risen from the dead. I believe that you are risen from the dead. And you're coming back again. And you're coming back again. For me. For me. Fill me. Fill me. With the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. Give me. Give me. A passion. A passion. For the lost. For the lost. A hunger. A hunger. For the things of God. For the things of God. And a holy boldness. And a holy boldness. To preach the gospel. To preach the gospel. Of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus Christ. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven. And I'm on my way to heaven. Because I have Jesus. Because I have Jesus. In my heart. In my heart. Well, Eric. <laughs> I have some good news for you. As a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you today that all of your sins are forgiven. Always remember to run to God and not from God because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Okay. And Eric, what's your last name here? How uh, do I spell that? G-O-N-Y-O-N. And 2201 Brickle Avenue, apartment 301. And what's the zip code here? 777. Oh, I know that because I'm your next-door neighbor, okay? <laughs> and... Uh, and what's the telephone number here? Da, da, da. Well, Eric, once again, the service times right here, and my goodness, it's a church right down the street. Um, the service times are at 9 a.m. and also 11 a.m. If yeah. you were to go to one of those service times, which one do you think you'd go to? Probably the 9 a.m. The service. 9 a.m. Well, well, Eric, I tell you what, I'll meet you in front of uh, the church, right in front. I'll introduce you to all my friends there, and I'll introduce you to the pastor and his wife if, if they're available. And, um, hey, I'm sure you'll really enjoy the service. I've been thinking about going somewhere for a few years now. Hey, well, hey, this is perfect timing then. Okay, I'll see you there. Bye-bye. Okay.
Bye bye. <laughs> now, I have to tell you a testimony. All right. Look at your neighbor and say, she's going to testify again. She's going to testify again. Here we go. Um, Eric and I, we had the privilege, by the way, that is my husband, okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, Eric and I, we had the privilege of going to Kiev, Ukraine, the former Soviet Union. And uh, we were doing a, a campaign there. It was a one-week campaign. And we were... We were showing everyone how easy and how fun it is to see souls get saved. And uh, we handed out these little gospel scripts, the little gospel message we just gave you. And some lady came up to me and she said, you know what? This is not going to work in Kiev. She said, I will prove it to you tonight. When I go home on the train, I will read this to people and prove you to be wrong. So I at least respected the fact that she was not going to be a talker, but at least prove me to be wrong. So I appreciated that. And after all, she's not proven me to be wrong. This is the gospel. This is, I said, this is the gospel. We were in New York City. Lord, what are we to tell the people here? And boom. Typed it up as quickly as we could. We gave it to everyone. We said, okay, this is what we're going to read to the people here. And next thing you know, hundreds were getting saved. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, so she, the next morning, everyone say the next morning. Well, the good news is she kept her word, okay? She went ahead and read it to people on the train. The next morning she had to testify. And guess what she said? Oh, my goodness, it even works in Kiev. <laughs> and you know what? The gospel is not a respecter of people. It's not an American gospel. Come on. Am I telling them the truth? All right, now. It's not an American gospel. It's a gospel for go ye into all the world. So we've seen... Wonderful fruit come forth in Italy, India, Bulgaria, um, Finland, Norway. Eric could give you a list of the places. So praise the Lord, and we're happy to say, in Tampa Bay. So here we go. Um, so what we normally do, once again, we knock on the door, or if I see him at Kmart, or the parking lot of Walmart, um, wherever the case may be, it works. It even works in the restrooms when you go to wash your hands, okay? You go in there to wash your hands and someone comes out with a clean heart. So once again, we, get, we give them the flyer, we invite them to the church, then we immediately go into this. Then, praise the Lord, we give them the opportunity to get saved. We get their information, so that way you have the follow-up, you know, if you want to mail them a letter, or that way the person can give them a follow-up phone call. And then once again, we say, well, if you were to go to uh, one of the services, like let's say you have a Sunday morning and a Wednesday night service, we have services Sunday morning and also Wednesday night. If you were to go to one of those two services, which one do you think you'd go to? The reason why we say it that way is they can actually visualize you know, themselves going to your church and they give it a little bit more thought. And then, well, great. 
if I'm witnessing to a lady and I feel comfortable, I'll even offer to drive her in. Well, hey, you know what? I drive right by your house on my way to church anyways. How about I pick you up at um, a quarter to 11 right before service and we'll go in together? Does that sound good? Oh, good. Okay. And you don't want that? You know, the most effective means of evangelism is relationship evangelism. I have to tell you one more thing. Just one more thing, okay? When we were doing the Good News uh, Shreveport Bossier campaign, I was getting ready to, show, uh, to share in a church. I got my car. I put the keys in the ignition. And we did the Shreveport campaign. What were the dates? June 20th. It was on June. It was June the year 2000. I put the keys in my ignition, go to turn my car on, and boom, I tell you what, it felt like God came in my car. And I, I just sat there, and he said, Jennifer... When you go to that church service, this is what I want you to ask the people. Ask them how many of their friends, how many of their relatives, how many of their coworkers, how many of the people that they go to school with, how many of those people would now be in hell if I would have returned midnight, January 1st, 2000. Remember the big Y2K thing? How many of those people that I have put in their realm of influence, how many of those people today would be in hell that they could have shared the gospel with, but for whatever reason, they didn't? And that's a pretty sobering thought. It's time for us to get busy. Because you know what? He's a whole lot closer to returning than what he was. In the year 2000. Can you say amen? But praise the Lord. That's why we're here together, reaching the streets of Tampa Bay. So, hey, we're going to have some fun really, really quick, and then we're going to go ye into all the world. Just take out your little scripts again. And, Eric, please feel free to jump in any moment. How many of you appreciated Paul rapping? Was that awesome or what? Just, just before we do this, I will just throw one other thing in. Um, the Bible says there's two in the field and one is taken and the other's left. And we always picture ourselves as born-again Christians being the one going up. And we're just praising the Lord to meet him in the air. Yeah. But have you ever thought that the reason there was two in the field and one was taken, that God put you in that field to tell them? Two women, you know, at the mill, grinding. One is taken, the other is left. And, you know, we're all happy because we're the ones going up. But... See, God has given every person a circle of influence. This is what I personally believe. I personally believe, with all the tens of millions of Christians there are around the world, that if you could draw a circle around every single person that saved all of their influences, I believe that every born-again believer, when you added up all of their circle of influence, I believe all the circles would touch. This is personally what I believe that all the circles would touch, and if every born-again believer would just rise up and do what we're doing here and share the good news of the gospel, to share the faith, I believe that within one week, Jesus would be back. But someone says, oh, how could you say that? Because the Bible says when all the world hears, the end shall come. So what we're waiting for is all the world to hear and have a chance. Amen? So I believe everybody has a circle of influence, and God has called you to reach that circle of influence. You're not just at that. You're wondering why you're at that job and that boss cusses and he don't treat you good and he treats you unfair. Maybe God's put you there to reach some people. 
And maybe until you reach those people, you're not going to get promoted. Okay, come on. We're not just, you know, in church to, to just hear the word and do nothing with it. But anyways, my wife's going to go over this, and I just want to say one other thing. The Bible says that we are all given minister, ministering, are they not all ministering angels sent for those that will be heirs of salvation? That means every single person that's not saved, we all have angels, but every person that's not saved, there's angels encamped around them for one reason, that they'll be heirs of salvation. So as that angel is around that sinner and you're walking by, I believe that, sin, I believe that angel is crying out saying, tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. You know, because he's hanging out with an unsaved person, you know. Tell him, tell him, and you're walking by. And, and, you know, that angel's looking at your angel saying, come on, smack him upside the head. Tell him. You know, I don't know if they say that, but you know what I'm saying. Because the ministering angels are there for those that will be heirs of salvation. How many people think God, God protected you when you probably didn't, you didn't feel you should have been protected? Amen? So, that's what this is all about. That's what we're all about. And we're going to go... Last thing, and then we're going to close this thing out, is we've seen many churches double. And listen, Jennifer and I had the privilege in Shreveport with Dr. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown for that massive crusade to go into a church. We went into a church. Pastor Rodney sent us in there. And when we went to his church, they were running 300 people for years. They could never get over 300 people. It was just their number. The bishop, we went into his church. I mean, their people, they were awesome. We preached on the harvest, anointing, harvest, winning the soul, the passion for the lost. Listen, the church so grabbed it. Not a program, not some stupid program. There's too many programs out there. I'm talking about a passion. No program, a passion. And they grabbed a hold of it within 30 days. Listen to me. Within 30 days, the church doubled, doubled, and it made the front page of the newspaper. Now when I tell you what, when a church gets fired up to win the lost, the church is going to go to another level. Amen? So there's no reason why every church in here within 30 days shouldn't be running twice as many people. Someone says, is it about numbers? No, it's about populating heaven. Heaven keeps count. But I'll tell you, these people need to be discipled. They need to hear the Word. The devil's giving him his Word every day. They need to be in church hearing the Word. So I tell you, I believe we're going to see churches double and triple. We've seen great things here, and I believe God's going to do it in your churches. Your people grab a hold of it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Dean, Pastor Jennifer? All right, so here we go. Very quickly, just take out your soul one and script, and what you're going to do is you're going to lead your next-door neighbor to the Lord. You're going to introduce your next-door neighbor to the Lord. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to read this. To the person sitting next to you, and let's pretend the person sitting next to you says, yes, I know I go to heaven because I'm a really, really good person, and uh, I, uh, you know, um, and I pray every day. Amen? Okay, you ready to be a soul winner? Okay, go ahead and read it to your next-door neighbor, and then your neighbor's going to read it back to you. It's harvest time, the wind will it's harvest time, how will they know? Many are dying, many are lost. It's harvest time, it's harvest time, it's harvest time. I'll go. 
people got saved. All right. Good. Good, Donna. I've been believing God for her. Okay. Um, you know, let me say, let me share this. You know, when you share this with your uh, congregation, you want to definitely let them know that number one, he's willing that none should perish. He wants to see all come to repentance. Amen. In fact, Second um, Peter 3, 9, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Everyone say all. all. And sometimes the worst cases, like if we look in the book of Mark chapter 5, uh, the man who was possessed with the legion of demons. I mean, by all natural means, from the naked eye, it would look like that man was a total lost cause. Can you say amen? But he had an encounter with Jesus. Now, the Word was made what? And what are we preaching? The Word. We're preaching the Gospel. So when we share the Gospel with these people, they are having an encounter with Jesus. So there's no such thing as a lost cause. Come on now. Come on. Come on. No such thing as a lost cause. And so often people, they may say, well, you know what, sister, I'm not called the go ye. I'm just pray. I mean, I'm just called to pray them in. And I'm a woman of prayer. Some people want to say, well, I want to wait till I hear God tell me. But, you know, the word wait is only in the Bible 103 times. The word pray is in the Bible 313 times. But the word go as in go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to 
every creature is in the Bible 1,492 times. Now, what point do you believe the author of this book is communicating to his people? Come on now, it's time to go. You're anointed, you're appointed, your people who have Jesus Christ in their heart, they are anointed, they are appointed, and they are equipped to preach the gospel to every creature. And when they get busy doing that, you will see your church double, triple, quadruple. Now, would that make anyone mad in here? Come on now. Come on now. So our job is to compel them to come in. Come on. Just passing out tracts and saying, God loves you. We need to take it a step further than that. There's a lot of people that have heard God loves them, but they're splitting hell right open. We want to catch these fish. We want to compel them to come in. Got to give you one more illustration. Why? Because I love you so much. Got to give you this one more illustration. If I went up to Nadine here as her waitress and I said, Nadine, here's a menu. This is what we're, we're offering here at the restaurant. Buy. And I never took her order. I never allowed her to place her order. She would think, hey, there's something wrong with that waitress. She would think that woman must not really want me to partake of this food. She'd think I don't have a lot of conviction in what I'm doing. Come on. Amen. So it's time for us to allow the people to place their orders. It's time for us to give them the opportunity to call upon the name of the Lord right then and there. Can you say amen? One lady who received Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, we went to give her a follow-up phone call. Since then, when we called her, hi, is Patricia there? Guess what? She went home to be with the Lord. One lady who received Christ in the morning, come afternoon, she went home to be with the Lord. What if we would have just gone up to her and said, hey, God loves you. Here's a little track. Bye-bye. Come on now. It's time for us to compel them to come in. And you know what? He did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. So let's not bow our knee to this fear. Come on. Come on. We have a choice. We can either A, bow our knee to the fear or keep our knee bowed to him. I want to keep my knee bowed to him and keep doing what he told us to do. Can you say amen? Okay, that's exciting. We had a group of people that were hungry for God and then went outside the four walls of the church and made the Great Commission their, their great, great ambition. ambition. Tell us what happened from that day, Jennifer. Yes, sir. Over 3,100 decisions for Jesus Christ. 3,100 decisions for Jesus Christ from the penthouse to the crack Sounds house. like the book of Acts, Jennifer. Oh, yes, it does, Eric. So what should they do now? They've watched the video. They've heard the gospel. What should they do? Take the tools and go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And I believe if you have a passion for the lost, the Lord will give you creative ideas, creative strategies that you can use in your neighborhood, and you too will see the loss come in. Because my goodness, it is most certainly harvest time. And if you would like uh, some copies of that gospel script, 
uh, that we use right below on your screen is a phone number and also a mailing address, and we'll be more than happy uh, to mail you some of those gospel scripts so you too can get those tools in your hand and fulfill the Great Commission. And remember this, win the loss at, at any, any cost. cost. Deborah, 
God has assigned you countless people, multitudes of people that if you don't obey the call, he says, he says, he says if you obey and you, and you obey the call and you do what God wants you to do and you touch their lives and witness to them, he says, they'll go to heaven. If you don't, they'll go to hell. The choice is yours. So I say the same thing to you. God has blessed you and and put people and trusted people in your realm of influence. And you have the decision of doing something about it, telling them about Jesus, and giving them the opportunity. You may be their last opportunity. Giving them that opportunity to let them, and, and they'll go to heaven. Or you can cave into fear, not tell them, and let them go to hell. The choice is yours. You know, you might be their last hope because I, I've heard a testimony about there's this man who's a retired fighter, fire, firefighter, paramedic, and he felt very strongly to, to walk to the gas station, just go to the gas station. So he's thinking, okay, but he's just followed the Holy Spirit and he went to the gas station. Then he felt a strong sense of urgency to go into the bathroom. And it wasn't because he had to go, but he felt led of the Holy Ghost to go in there. He knew something something was up. So he went in the, in the bathroom. There was a man in there. He led him to Jesus. And then no sooner had he received Jesus as his Lord and Savior, but he had a heart attack. And that man tried to revive him. But he couldn't. It was it was he was gone. Suppose that man had not obeyed the Holy Ghost. Suppose that man that 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 paramedic had not obeyed Jesus, had not obeyed the Holy Ghost, had not gone to that gas station. That man would be in hell. He was his only chance. He was his last chance. Was his last chance. There was another lady, there was another man, there was another uh, soul winner on on a on a Great Awakening tour, and he was witnessing at a nursing home. And when he witnessed on that, at that nursing home, he was uh, speaking to a lady, and she started to say the prayer. She says, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And then... She says, I'm, I'm on my way to heaven. And then the second that she got heaven out, she died. She was gone. She literally prayed her way into heaven. Literally prayed her way into heaven. Please, for the sake of the harvest, tell them. And I want to let you know, if you're listening, if you come across this and you're listening, you don't know, God has an awesome, awesome plan for your life. God loves you. If nobody's ever told you that, he's a great plan for your life. And God forbid, if you should die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? If you're not sure, you know, the Holy Bible reads, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. 
but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, I pray that you you just, uh, I pray, Lord, for this person. I pray that you touch their heart. Make yourself real to them. Do a quick work in their heart. If they've not called upon the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that they do so right now. If you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven, just mean it with your heart and repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead and that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. I've got great news to tell you. As a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I tell you today that all of your sins are forgiven. Always remember to run to God and not from God because he loves you and has a great plan for your life. And all of your sins, all means all. So that's every one of your sins. Now for the for the ministers of reconciliation, uh, for to to go uh, for, and for for you who just prayed this prayer, you may say, "Well, what's next? What do I do?" You're about to find out from um, uh, mighty man and woman of God, my pastors, Pastor Ronnie and Adonica Howard Brown. It's in a follow-up DVD, which I've made into an audio that I'm going to play for you. And they would not take the glory. They say glory to God because they don't take any of the glory. I'm just telling you who they are. But um, And it's it's going to be a little bit longer than 22 minutes, which is all we have left. But I'm going to start playing it up for you. So you've received Jesus. What happens next? Salvation means the new birth. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, if any man be in Christ, he's become a new creature. All things are passed away. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you became a new creature in Christ Jesus. You became born again. That's what it means to be born again. That means all your sins are washed away. You are no longer the way you used to be. You are a child of God. You belong to Him. And if you died right now, you're going straight to be with Him. But as a child of God, we want to walk according to His Word. Because God has given us a guide map, a road map for our life. And His Word tells us what we need to do in order to not just give our life to the Lord, but to run the race. Because the Christian walk is a race that we run. The first thing that you need to do is to read your Bible. If you do not have a Bible, if you will call the number on the screen, we will gladly send you a Bible and will be a blessing to you. 
If you have one, begin to read. Start in the Gospels. Start with the Gospel of John. And when you finish that, go back to Matthew and then read Mark and Luke and then go to the book of Acts. It's very important that you read your Bible every day because that's the way that God speaks to you. Second, the second thing that you need to do is you need to pray. Talk to the Lord. In actual fact, many of you have already been talking to the Lord because you cry out to God. And when you found yourself in a difficult situation, you said, Oh God, if you get me out of this, then I'll do that. And many of us have bargained with the Lord over our life, even though some people say they don't believe in the Lord. But yet when they get between a rock and a hard place, they do that. But begin to talk to him on a daily basis and come to him. He wants to hear from you. And the Bible says we know that we have the thing that we have asked for if we pray according to his word. So if you don't know what his word says, then you won't know how to pray. So prayer and the word go hand in hand together. And I really want to encourage you to take daily time to read the word and to pray. Talk to the Lord and then listen. Let him talk to you. Then the next thing that you need to do is to share your faith. Communicate your faith. Just like someone walked up to you and asked you a question. Hey, has anyone ever told you that God loves you, has a great plan for your life? You need to go and tell your friends. Take 10 of your friends, your closest friends. Don't you want to see them in heaven? Don't you want to see your mother and your father and your grandparents and your children and your cousins and aunts and uncles? So start with those people right around about you and begin to talk to them about what the Lord did for you, how someone came and prayed with you so that you could make sure that you were not going to go to a lost eternity and that Jesus is Lord of your life. So begin to share. And we've also enclosed with this DVD one of the soul-winning scripts that we actually used on the streets, and that's how you came to know the Lord. So you have the soul-winning script right with you along with the DVD. Please utilize it and just read the script. Stay with it just like uh, the person that led you to Christ. Also, at any time, you can go to our website at revival.com, and you can get the resources that we have there. You can download. We also have a survey that you can use or additional uh, soul-winning scripts that you can use to lead your friends to Christ. I really want to encourage you to share your faith. It's nothing to be quiet about. Somebody said we need to be quiet about religion. Yes, be very quiet about religion because there are many religions in the world, but there's only one Jesus. Religion is man's vain attempt to reach God, but Christianity is God reaching man through the person of Jesus Christ. So you, you, you read your Bible every day, pray, and then communicate your faith. I'll be right back to share some more with you. The next thing I want to tell you that you must do is fellowship. Fellowship is so vitally important to growing in the things of God. Many times people have given their life to the Lord in days gone by, but then they just isolate it and they fall back into the old way of living, even though on the inside they know that they gave their heart to the Lord, they just succumb to the natural surroundings. You need to surround yourself with believers, people that are strong in their faith. So it's very important right now that you find a local church. And you can go to the Yellow Pages, but it's important, just beyond just picking any church, you need to pray and say, God, put me in a family. The Bible says he sets the solitary in families. So it's important that you have a church family. It's important that you fellowship and try to get there every time they have a meeting. You say, "Why? Well, I don't want to be religious. It's not about being religious. It's about being part of a family. And even the much more, because we're living in, in the last days, 
And the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of yourselves together, even the much more as you see that day approaching. And so as we come together in a family, iron sharpens iron, and we help one another. We encourage one another. Somebody is there to help you. If you stumble and fall, they're there to encourage you, to help you, to hold your hands, to keep your, your hands up and to keep your head up and to encourage you. We need fellowship. So I want to encourage you, very, very important that you find a local church and plug into it. If you're having a problem, finding one, please call the number on the screen, go to our website, email us, say, I need help, I need to find a local church, and we will find one in the city, in the town, in the region that you are in right now, because that's what we want to do. We want to see you in a local church. God puts people in the local church, and then God will raise you up. So this is very important. Find a local church, and don't lie in bed on Sundays and fellowship at the First Church of St. Mattress and just stay home. Find a local church. Take your wife, take your children, take your friends, your family, and go and sit under the Word of God and allow God's Word to touch your life and worship Him. Be a part of what the Lord is doing through the local church in the earth today. Now, you might be asking, what kind of church do I become a part of? It's very important, of course, the gospel that we preach, we believe in the full gospel. That means Jesus saves, he heals, he delivers, he sets free, and he's coming again. But we also believe in water baptism, and we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So now, obviously, there are many churches out there, and we're not going to tell you you can't go to this one or that one. So you really need to pray and ask God to help you. And, of course, you have to be a part of a church that believes that Jesus is Lord and the cross and the power of the blood of Jesus. Those are the essentials. You have to believe in that. But to go a step further in water baptism, which I will share with you on this DVD, and then the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which my wife, Adonica, is going to share with you about, these are vital steps that Jesus said, repent and then be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord for the remission of sins, and then says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we believe in those are the steps that you do to becoming more of what God wants you to be. So uh, I, I would encourage you to find a church that believes the Bible and believes the book of Acts and believes that it is for today, believes that God speaks to his children today and believes in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is important. And as I said earlier, you can call the number on the screen or contact us at revival.com and we will help you find a local church right in your area that believes in what we call the full gospel. Now, once you've given your life to the Lord and you're reading the Bible every day and you're praying and talking to the Lord and you're fellowshipping with other believers and communicating your faith, these are essentials to the ongoing Christian experience because walking with God is not, it's not a ritual or it's not a heavy burden. It is an experience and it's an exciting journey. There are many storms that come against your life, but the Bible says many of the afflictions are righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. The Bible also says he who began a good work in you is able to complete it. So God started it. He's going to finish it. He's also the author and the finisher of your faith. So even though you're not where you want to be right now, don't get discouraged. Just know that you're on a journey, and it's a long-distance journey. It's not a 100-yard dash. So don't get discouraged because you might be struggling with some little things here and there. It's, that's why it's important to find yourself part of a family. But the next thing that we encourage every believer to do is to get baptized in water. And this is so important because Jesus did it himself. 
Now, of course, John the Baptist came baptizing with water, but his baptism was a baptism under repentance. And so at that time, Jesus had not yet gone to the cross and been crucified. But as people came down and were baptized, it was signifying that they repented. Jesus' baptism was a baptism of obedience and setting an example for every single one of us that we should follow him through the waters of baptism. But the New Testament water baptism is where we come and we are signifying that I died with Christ, I was buried with Christ, and I was raised to a new life in Christ. It's a stripping off of the old carnal nature, allowing the new life of Christ to come through. And it's also signifying to your friends, family, and everyone else that wants to see that the old man is dead. I the old me died, was buried, and rose again. That's water baptism just in a nutshell, and I really want to encourage you. You can go to our website at revival.com, and you can click on water baptism and find a little bit more about it. But go and get yourself baptized in water, and it is very important in your further spiritual growth. The next important step after water baptism is baptism in the Holy Spirit, and my wife Adonik is going to share with you on how to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is important because you need to be empowered. Remember the person that came to you on the street came because they had a boldness. You know, it takes a boldness to just walk up and approach somebody on the street and tell them about Jesus, and God wants you to have that boldness. So watch this and allow the Lord to touch you today and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hi, my name is Adonica Howard-Brown, and I want to speak to you today about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and the next step is to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going to go. This, he was speaking to the disciples. He said, I'm going to leave, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And the Holy Spirit will be your comforter. He will be your advocate, your strengthener, your standby. He's going to be with, and remain with you forever. Jesus said, it's good for you that I go so that I can send the Holy Spirit. Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit to us to help us in our walk with Him. You know, it's not about rules and regulations. It's about walking with Jesus. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and direct us. It's about trying to please the Father in every way that we can. And the Holy Spirit is going to help us to do that. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is there to give us revelation and understanding of God's Word. So if you read your Bible, the Holy Spirit is there to help you to understand what you're reading. And if you don't understand, you can ask Him, Holy Spirit, show me, reveal to me what the Lord is saying to me through His Word. We need the Holy Spirit in our walk with the Lord. You know, uh, John the Baptist, he said, I baptize with water, but there's one coming after me, and he was referring to Jesus, who is going to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. Jesus came to baptize us not only in the Holy Ghost, but also in fire. In uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it talks about power. When you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, you get power. And it talks about power to be a witness or the boldness to be a witness, to tell other people about Jesus, to tell other people what happened to you, to tell people how much Jesus loves them, and to lead them to the Lord. Yes, you can pray with people, you can speak to people and lead them to the Lord. You can lay hands on people, and, and Jesus said, if you, if you believe and you lay hands on people, they'll be healed. You can do all of the things that Jesus did when you are baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? Jesus wants to flow through you and use you, and He's going to do it by means of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it talks about people praying in other tongues. Now, what happened in, in Acts chapter 2, 
when they were in the upper room, they got baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. People actually could see the fire on them. And it says that they spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. So they spoke, but the Holy Spirit spoke through them. Now this language is a special language, a spirit language, a language that's given by God, by the Holy Spirit. It comes out of your spirit because now that you're born again, Jesus lives on the inside of you. And when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes to live and abide on the inside of you and He wants to flow through you. And the Lord is going to speak through you in this new language. Now, this language, the Bible talks about in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it talks about speaking in an unknown tongue and it says that your mind does not understand what you're saying. This is a spirit language. This is a God language. This is God speaking out of your heart, using your mouth, speaking to Him. This is a language that you don't understand. This is a language that your family doesn't understand, that your pastor doesn't understand. That, and this is the best of all. I love this one. The devil does not understand this heavenly language. This is a language that God has given you to pray. Now, why do we need to pray in another language? Why, why do we need this prayer language? Well, the Bible says, in Romans chapter 8, it says that the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. When we don't know what to pray and we don't know how to pray, we can just pray in the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? When you don't know what to pray, when you don't know how to pray, you can just pray in the Holy Ghost. God gives us this wonderful prayer language. And the Bible also says that when we pray in, in tongues, when we pray in the Holy Ghost, that's, you know, the Bible talks about praying in tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's both the same thing. It, it, uh, it says that when we pray, we pray according to the will of God. We pray the perfect will of God. So sometimes when we don't know what God's will is and, and we want to pray and ask Him for His will in a situation, we can just begin to pray in our heavenly prayer language and we will be praying the perfect will of God. Now, I don't know about you, but I want the perfect will of God in my life. I'm sure you do too. And so when you don't know what to pray, you can pray in this heavenly language. In Jude 1 and verse uh, 20, it says, Build yourself up praying in the Holy Ghost. So you build yourself up spiritually praying in the Holy Ghost. So that's another reason why you need to pray in the Holy Spirit besides praying the will of God for your life, but you're actually building yourself up spiritually. Now it's very easy to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's not difficult. It's just by faith. There's nothing special that you have to do except just hear the word, receive it and believe it. The same way that you received Jesus, you heard the word of how much he loves you and what he's done for you and you prayed the, the prayer and you received Jesus into your heart by faith and it was done. And you just knew that something happened on the inside of you, that you felt different, that you were a different person. The Bible says you're a new creature in Christ when you've received the Lord. And so with the Holy Spirit, the same thing. You just open your heart and you say, Lord, just I ask you right now just to baptize me in, the whole, in your Holy Spirit. Baptize me in the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, I want your power. You just ask him to do it and he'll do it just by faith, just like that. And then by faith, you take a step and you start to speak. Open your mouth and just begin to speak. Don't speak English. Don't speak German, French, Spanish, whatever other language that you know how to speak. But just open your mouth and just allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and just begin to speak in other tongues. It's just that easy. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I thank you that you just touch every person listening right now. I thank you that you touch them. I thank you that you baptize them in the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, I thank you right now for your anointing that, that just 
goes from the top of their head to the soles of, your, of their feet. Fill them now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father. They speak in this new, wonderful, heavenly language that you're giving them in Jesus' name. Now, just by faith, you begin to speak it out. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. Just speak it out by faith. Ole meses, the Lord will give you the words. Vashori belanda samoshe gribasa la vushten, ridala mashong bavashim brendo glova sama brasu shero bidna ramo shovre rebo shingras. Now you just carry on like that. You just carry on speaking like that. You just go when, when you can, and you can pray this wherever you are in your bedroom. You can pray it in the bathroom. You can pray it in the car. Wherever you are, this is a language that's yours. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you can pray any time that you want to. You can call out to the Lord. You can sing in tongues. The Bible says you can pray in tongues. And this heavenly language, the more you speak it, the more you will feel it coming from your belly, the more you will feel the gnawing as you pray in the Holy Spirit. You need to pray in the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. Try to pray every day. The more you pray in the Holy Spirit, the more sensitive you're going to become to the voice of the Lord. You know, God is speaking to us all the time, and the Lord wants to speak to you. And praying in your heavenly language, reading the Bible, makes you more open and receptive to hear the Lord speak into your spirit. The, the Lord is going to speak to your heart, speak to your spirit, lead you and guide you. And the Lord wants to, to help you. The Holy Spirit is there to help you, to guide you in everyday life when you need God's wisdom. The Holy Spirit is there to lead you. Just in, in spiritual things as well as just everyday practical things, the Holy Spirit is there to help you. So if you need any help and you want a, a person to actually pray with you or you just want any counseling, you just call the number that's on your screen and we'll have somebody speak to you and pray with you and help you with any questions that you have or you can email us or write to us. We just love you very much and we just pray God's blessings on you today. Now, there's something else that I want to talk to you about, and this is very important. And I know some people would think, well, it's, it's going to involve my money, and maybe he wants my money. Well, first of all, I don't really know you, even though somebody led you to the Lord, and I don't know which church you're going to attend, so I don't know who you're going to give your money to. But I will tell you this is very important in a child of God's life, that the first thing that you need to do is you need to take one-tenth of your income and sow it into the gospel, because that means you becoming a part of what Jesus is doing in the earth today. Also, you are telling the Lord that one-tenth of my income belongs to you, and I'm honoring you, and, and the Bible speaks of multiple blessings, and we have it on our website, revival.com. You can go and study about the blessings that God wants to give you when you sow financially. But let me just say this. It's so important so that you are laying up treasure in heaven. So when you get to heaven, you, all your money on the earth was not just spent for you. It was also involved in the propagation of the gospel. Every single one of us, once we are born again, have an obligation back to the gospel to sow financially. Obviously, we've got to help one another. We've got to be kind. We've got to be generous. We've got to help the poor and the needy. But we've also got to help the gospel. We've got to spread this good news. So I really want to encourage you to make a decision. I'm going to be a tither. I'm going to give God a tenth of my income, and I'm going to worship him with it. And that's why, obviously, you have to have a local church where you can plug into and be a part with what they're doing. The Great Commission, where Jesus told everyone, he said, go into all the world. He told his disciples, but it's the same for us today. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, 
and he, that is called the Great Commission. It's not the Great Suggestion. So as we sow of our finances, even though you might be working in a certain locale and your, your life is set, you, you don't rove around, but yet get involved in world missions. What is God doing in Africa? What's happening in Europe and Asia? And get involved in, the, in, in many different aspects of evangelism so that you can be a part of bringing in this end-time harvest. It is very important, what I'm telling you right now, because the Bible says where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be also. And if you're not putting your money into the gospel, at least a portion of it, then your money's not going into eternity. So when you go to heaven, which you will, when you've given your life to the Lord, uh, you're not going to have any treasure to show for your life on the earth. And I don't want any of you not to have treasure to show. In actual fact, in heaven, you'll come and hug me and say, thanks for telling me this truth because it transformed and revolutionized my life. So take one-tenth of your income and sow it into the gospel and then give offerings and be help the needy, help the poor, and watch what God will do for you. The next thing that I want to share with you, which I believe is so vitally important because I believe that some of you the Lord will call into the ministry, and it's important to get trained. Now, maybe the local church that you have found or you will find has a place to train uh, you for the ministry. If they do not, then we have a Bible school right here in Tampa, Florida at, called the River Bible Institute, and it's a three-year school. The first and second year are right on the grounds here, and then the third year you come on the road with us and actually help us. You'll be trained in every area of the ministry because we want to raise up missionaries, we want to raise up ministers, we want to raise up end-time revivalists that can shake America and the nations of the world. So we encourage you, go to our website at revival.com and then click on River Bible Institute. Now, maybe you uh, play an instrument or you love singing or worship or music or whatever, we also have a school of worship that you can be a part of. So we encourage you at Revival.com, our River School of Worship. Come and be a part of what the Lord's doing and allow God to raise you up to be all that you can be so that when we stand before him on that day, you'll hear these words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. I want to ask you a question. Has anyone ever told you that God loves you and has a great plan for your life? Well, maybe they haven't, but I want to tell you that right now. Jesus loves you so much. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And you are whosoever. And the Bible also says, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So let's pray this prayer right now, and you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you have not already done that, it would be important that you do that right now so that you know that you do not uh, go to hell, but you go to heaven, and that you leave the life of sin, and you accept eternal life that Jesus bought for you at Calvary's cross by shedding his blood. Let's pray this right now. Say this something. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name, of your son Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, and I believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead, I will be saved. So, Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. 
Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day, I belong to you, Jesus, and you belong to me. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And today, by faith, I receive the free gift of salvation. Thank you, Lord, for saving me now. In Jesus' name, amen. Just lift your hands right now and just begin to thank him for eternal life and for saving you. And that right now you're a new creature. And as a minister of the gospel, I tell you right now, your sins are forgiven you. I tell you by the power of the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the word of God, and by the awesome power of the Holy Spirit, all of your sins are forgiven you now. Welcome to the family of God. Another thing that I must talk to you about is because maybe as you're watching right now, you are sick in your body and you have a disease or you could have an incurable disease or whatever. But I've got good news because Jesus is the healer. The Bible throughout the Gospels talks of Jesus' earthly ministry, how he came to the earth, of course, sent on a mission. And we know the ultimate mission was the cross to die for the sin of the world. But he also came uh, to heal the sick and to touch those bind up the broken heart the bible says in the book of luke chapter 4 and verse 18 the spirit of the lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor it sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captive recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the lord that means the day when salvation the free favors of god profusely abound and so today healing is available for you you don't have to uh, succumb to sickness and disease, but you can know that Jesus is your healer. Not only is he your savior, your deliverer, he's your healer, and he comes to heal you of a sickness and disease. So why don't we pray right now and just believe God for a miracle to take place. Just take your hand and put it on the sick part of your body, and let's believe God for a miracle, shall we? Let's do this right now. Father, I pray for every person watching right now, and if they're sick in their body in any way, shape, or fashion, I take authority over sickness and disease. I break it off of your life right now in Jesus' name. And I loose the healing anointing from the top of the head to the soles of the feet. Be healed in Jesus' name. Now just get up and begin to do what you couldn't do. If you couldn't see, see. If you couldn't hear, hear. If you couldn't walk, walk. Move the part of your body that was hurting. Act in faith. Jesus walked up to man and said, take up your bed and walk. Just be healed. In Jesus' name. That's the gospel, and it's that simple. There are many people that might be watching right now, and maybe there's a bondage in your life. It could be fear. It could be your temper. You, you have an anger problem. You may have a problem with lust or pornography or an addiction of some sort to drugs, alcohol, whatever has a stronghold or foothold in your life and you know that if you carry it on that path that that would totally destroy your life 
could ruin your marriage. It could be a gambling problem. It could be, uh, there's so many different things that plague the hearts of men. And I'm going to pray right now that the Lord delivers you. So just open your heart as I pray right now. And because Jesus said, in my name, you'll cast out devils. And that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to get you delivered right now. You're going to be set free. Those devils are going to leave you. They're never going to plague you. The, those bondages in your mind, the constant thoughts that come against you is going to stop right now because Jesus is going to set you free. Let's pray. Father, I pray for everyone watching, tormented by the devil. And Lord, in Jesus' name, I bind the enemy now. I render him powerless and ineffective, and I cast him out. Go from them now. And Lord, I set them free. Be free by the power of the blood of Jesus. Be loosed now. I pray that this DVD has been a blessing to your life. And I pray that it's sowed the seeds. Obviously, there's so much more to the walk with God. But it's just whetting your appetite for more of God. I pray for a spiritual hunger in your life, that you will search for Him, that you'll cry for Him every waking moment, and you'll say, Lord, teach me your ways, show me your ways, show me your plan. I want your will, and that will be the cry of your heart. Because you know what? If He could find me all the way in Africa, then He can find you wherever you're watching this DVD right now. But if you want to know more about a deeper walk with God, and I've just shared some basic things with you today, then you take this DVD and put it into your computer and then click on the link or go to www.revival.com and you'll be able to learn all about what we're talking about. Please email us if you need help. Someone will call you and will answer the questions that you have. Thank you so much for sitting down for this moment and, and, and having us share these basic things with you. And from myself and my wife and all of us here at Revival Ministries International, all our team and uh, those that have a hunger and a love for souls, and which is what you are, uh, we want to tell you we love you. And if we don't get to see you this side of heaven, we'll see you one day and as we see Jesus. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, praise God. There's uh, only information there. And it's powerful, it's anointed, it's a lot of, a lot of uh, filet mignon steak and a spirit to chew on. And knowing that God, God loves us and he wants us to share that love with everyone so that they can have a chance to, to be in heaven with him forever. So I pray that you do that. And if if you need any tools, you can go to Revival.com. That's R-E-V-I-A-L.com. You know, I was thinking about what Pastor Eric said in the teaching, and he was talking about if every, every he, he looked at it as circles, as each person's realm of influence as a circle, and every circle met up all over the world, and if everybody did what they needed to do, and witness Jesus to that other person, whether they accept it or not, all those circles meeting and and the entire world would be reached and we could wrap it up in a day and go home to heaven. That's what, you know, that's his personal uh, belief is what he was saying. He wasn't saying that was biblical because that was his personal belief. Or, you know, he's thinking about that. And I thought about Pastor Jennifer when she was sharing how 
if you're a waitress and you go to give the menu to somebody, say, here's the menu and walk away and never come back and take their order. If you're a salesperson, you'll know about closing the deal. Why would you why would you give all of these information and why would you tell them all about your product and everything that it offered and how awesome it was, but then you didn't close the deal. You walked away. That's, you know, you need to close the deal. And just to let you know, the number they've been talking about is 866-857-4837. That's 866-857-4837. Or you can go 86685RIVER for River. You can go to revival.com and you can get all the soul winning uh, tools there. They're all free. As the pastors always say, co- they're copyrighted, so copy them right. In other words, they're not copyrighted. Also, you can get audio, the audio script on there. You can get, an, you can get a power. Evangelism. It's a. It's a. Um, it's a. It's a PDF file, and it's it's a uh, it's it's awesome. You can get that, and I'm looking to see what it is. It is called the the uh, power power evangelism. Let's see. There's uh, revival.com. There's a soul winning. You can download the soul winning script and the survey survey. Oh, and then there's the, um, on Revival.com, you can also get the publication of the Evangelism uh, Power, uh, the Evangelism Packet, and it's on the web, and it's a PDF file. And uh, just in case you're listening on one of the, because this is not just broadcast on blogtalkradio.com, this is also broadcast on over 25 different places right now that have, uh, the podcast on it, plus different places, other places on the web, and also on Jesus Radio Network and Roku, and uh, some other some other places, and it's also on iTunes, and so it's on a lot of different a lot of different places right now. So I want to tell you on the audio to let you know where you can get these tools from. You can also go to Revival.com, and you can get this Salvation Prayer MP3. And you can also get the follow-up DVD on on Revival.com. That, that what I've been sharing to you audio-wise, you can get that DVD on there, and you can watch it on there. And um, you can also go to ClayB.com at C-L-A-Y-B-E.com. And you can go to revival.com slash prayer request and send a prayer request in that way. And you can also send me a prayer request, testimony, comment, or question at firetalkradio, the number 2, at yahoo.com. That's firetalkradio2, the number 2, at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear from you. love to questions, comments, and Feel free to follow me on my homepage, uh, Blog Talk Radio, and that would be Blog Talk Radio slash Fire Talk Radio, and then the number two. And uh, so I'd love to have you come follow me on there, and you can you can find out what's happening with the show. And also I have a 
facebook.com slash fire talk radio and then the number two and i have twitter and you can see all of those also on the home home page of blog talk radio and so also you heard the pastor mention about the bible college's river bible institute and it's a powerful powerful place i was there two years i i did two years and they're working on doing an online uh, Bible Bible courses as well. But I went to the, that Bible college, and it's wonderful. It's awesome. It's powerful. I'm not the same person I was in a good way. Even the pastor said to me, "Deborah, you're not the same same Deborah that walked in these doors." So I'm going to play you a, a quick uh, a quick uh, snippet on that, and uh, I'll be right back in about two minutes. In the world, there is a problem. People are hurting. People are empty. Some very alone. People are broken. Many are lost. What they need is hope. They need healing. They need love. They need a savior. They need someone who will lay down their life. Someone with the fire of God who will hear God's call and bring Jesus to the world. What they need is a revival. There is a place called the River Bible Institute, a place dedicated to training believers how to live, minister, and flow in the anointing. And it's for anyone, whether your heart is in business or full-time ministry. This is a place the Word of God is taught and demonstrated. The Word will challenge those of you attending to find clarity in your calling and deepen your relationship with the Lord. It will provide you with a new perspective on how to reach the lost for Christ and live in God's life-changing power. It is a place where you will be empowered to make a difference and set your world on fire with revival. God is calling for all believers. Will you answer? permission by the school administration to give away free scholarships to the River Bible Institute and the River School of Worship. So that means that you can have a free scholarship. You can just call them, say, I, I, Deborah gave me a scholarship on Fire Talk Radio, and they may, and they'll just they'll give you one. If you have any questions, you can email me or you can call them. Or and uh, let them know, and because uh, I have been given permission to give you that, and that's really, really exciting. I'm so happy about that. And also, you can, you can, if you feel that you, you know, not only that you've got the call of God on your life, but maybe you 
don't feel you've got the call of God on your life, or maybe you feel like maybe before you answer that call and you know people and you see the hand of God on their life, you see the call of God on your life, I give you permission that I've been authorized to give you to give them a scholarship. And then so on and so on. I keep telling your friends that it just keeps going and, and ripple effect. So I'm really, really excited about that. I hope you've been blessed tonight. I hope it's stirred something in your spirit. And um going to go out and going to go ahead and, and uh, end the show with... Um, with a couple of songs, and uh, I look forward to Monday with you. This coming Monday will be Healing as the Children's Red. is going to be continuing with Dr. Frank Summerall. And on Tuesday, it will be Dr. Frank Summerall by himself doing a Bible study, which I'm hosting and giving him the airtime. And then on Saturday is, you know, is... Uh, Play it by ear with the Lord and as things as they come. And you can listen to any archive at any time on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Fire Talk Radio, the number two. I want to let you know that God loves you. I love you. You're precious. You're valuable. You're accepted in the beloved. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hands and envelop you in his love. Fresh.
Thank you for listening to Fire Talk Radio.